Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week the gaming adventure returns to Ijincho to take a look at the management and mayhem of Yakuza Like a Dragon. We also go to Oddworld, where Abe discovers dark secrets and unruly followers in Soulstorm. And we talk a little about the Resident Evil Showcase. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I was taking my usual walk through Cutscene Street on the way to record the podcast today, and I noticed something absolutely epic that I was not expecting. Or maybe I was, but still, I wasn't expecting it this early. Wait, you're on a walk and you saw something? You've been on how many walks, and this is just the first time you've seen something epic? You know, I see epic things all the time, but this is worthy of being called epic. Now, they were filming a movie... A movie I think we know. And I saw a character. A character I think we know. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, here on the map, saw, in fact, our main man Knuckles on the set for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You see, now here's my thing. He better not be all Mr. Hollywood and forget about his real good friends at Markers on the Map. I know. I'm like, Knuckles, are you selling out to Hollywood? I had to double take. I had to look back and make... I'm like, okay, Sonic and Tails are there. Sure. They've sold out to Hollywood. They've been in a movie. Knuckles? I don't know about this. Is, I don't know. Is he selling out? <laughs> uh, maybe. He better not forget where he started from. Yeah. And also, he better not forget that Ice Cap Zone needs to be in the movie. And since it's a movie, maybe they can set it to the original Jetsons Hard Times um, song. Or they can do Knuckles Chaotic, too, like Sonic Mania. Ooh, yeah, they could bring on all the um, characters from Knuckles Chaotix. And, uh, That's not a bad SBO idea, actually. And, yeah, bring in those characters. I wonder if Amy will be in the movie. Oh. You know who probably won't be in the movie? Blaze. Hmm, maybe. Well, they can Blaze the Cat and then Silver. Yeah, maybe they'll save them for the third. Yeah. But Blaze is in the Sonic card game that just got announced. It's like a tabletop thing. But I was going to say Blastwave the Echidna. Of course, Blastwave, Blastwave? the Echidna won't be. <laughs> He's a secret character. True. Maybe he'll show up in like the post-credits scene. He'll be a post-credit scenes. <laughs> Sonic 2 is going to be a great one, I can tell. Especially if Ice Cap Zone is in it. I mean, the first one did pretty well. You know, it got me thinking about Sonic yesterday. Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles came out before I was born. Like, Sonic and Knuckles came out, like, a couple months before I was born, I think. It was, like, October 94. <laughs> 94. See, now now there's now there's kids that grew up with that game, and now they're seeing Knuckles yeah. on the big screen. Think about that. They're seeing yeah. him sell out. And I was just thinking about it based off this post I saw on social media yesterday where it says how you think Mario looked 20 years ago, and it was Super Mario World, but how Mario really looked 20 years ago, and it was Super Mario Sunshine. And I, I, I took a step back, and I said, wait. They're right. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Sunshine. What, 64 came out in 94? Or 96? Oh, 96? Yeah. 96. Well, that's crazy. I'm just thinking about Knuckles, man. My boy's finally getting his time in the Hollywood spotlight. All I'm saying is that he just better not act like he doesn't know his good old buddies at Markers of the Map. Yeah, don't forget your roots, Knuckles. <laughs> Come on, Sega. Now. We've been rooting for you since the get-go. I know. And and also, he can say hi to Al from Peacekeepers from us, since I guess he sold out to Hollywood, too. Oh, yeah, Al did sell out. <laughs> Alrighty. So, like we said, it's a brand new Markers on the Map, a podcast gaming adventure hosted by me, Daniel, and my co-host, Robert. How have you been this week? Uh, been alright, normal. Everything's just been normal lately. That's good. I, myself, have been busy and stressed. And you know what helps relieve the stress? Listen to a, having a good old chat with some, you know, some pals, some chumps. Yeah. Having a good old chat, playing some good old games, and getting some good deals on games. So I just wanted to really quickly bring up a little, one of our anecdotes. So I'm into visual novels, 
I don't know if we've really touched on them in the um, show yet. Yeah, I don't um, think we have. But we kind of will today, talking about uh, a certain news article. Um, but I wanted to play this game called Robotics Notes. Um, I love the anime. I actually own the anime on Blu-ray, um, and they were bringing the they were localizing the games, and I had them pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. for like the longest time and then october ended up being a really expensive month last year so i had to cancel it or whatever i'm like i'll get them someday i found it clearanced at best buy the other day for like 11 dollars. okay there's uh there's a lot of savings there's a lot of saving you know going around here we like to save on a game here and there but yeah i don't think i've seen a save like that in this sense of you almost bought it pre-ordered and everything and then you canceled it and it hasn't, yeah, it's October, it's been a while, but it hasn't been that long. It's not even been a year. Yeah, and you found it Just for Just over 11. half. Yeah, and it, of course I picked it up without any second thoughts, because you don't pass up on something like that, especially when you want it. Um, I was going to buy half of it, because they're sold separately on, on, on digital storefronts. I was going to buy half of it, like, the other day on PlayStation for, what, $20, $25? So it's like, nope, this works better for me. <laughs> so I'm saying... Maybe check Best Buy every now and then. I guess sometimes they clearance things. Check check a lot some... a lot of retail stores, and yeah. you you can't really look that stuff online. You just have to walk in and see what they have on clearances. Obviously, different locations yeah. have different deals for everything. And I remember at one point, like last year, Walmart was clearancing like Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and it was going for some crazy price. But I had already you know paid the fifty at Walmart for it before and thinking about xenoblade chronicles the second game is like out of print apparently what i'm hearing so xenoblade's gonna become one of those things and walmart was just clearancing off definitive edition at some stores every now and then and sometimes there's price errors and things and i mean also think about the target that was out here that was selling knack 2 for like eight bucks oh and Target sold the Pokeball Plus for like $12 one time. Yeah, see? So it's like, you just have to really walk in. You, you just, you can't check this if You just have to walk in. I don't say you go daily every day to the same store, but it doesn't hurt to check if you're already out and about. Yeah. Never hurts to check. And sometimes those clearance sections have some good deals. And I'm honestly shocked that Best Buy had Robotics Notes clearance for $11. That's one of my top finds of the year, I think. <laughs> anyway... We got news this week. Shall we start it off with toys? Uh, yeah, I guess you start off with a toy. <laughs> and it's not just any toy, okay? This isn't a toys podcast, but Lego Luigi is like a video game meets toy. And I'm more down for Lego Luigi than I was for Lego Mario because I'm down with Luigi. Everyone's down for Luigi. You know what I've always wanted to do? What? And this is kind of off topic, but speaking about Luigi, uh, I've always wanted to do a, a a survey and ask people who they prefer, Mario or Luigi, and then ask them if they're their firstborn or they're the middle youngest child. To see uh-huh. if, like, if people say Luigi, they're like, oh, you're Luigi? Are you the oldest? And if they ever say no, or whatever the answer is, I, I legit want to know if being Mario as player one put the emphasis of them liking mario and then being like a middle uh-huh. or, or younger child you they would like luigi more well i guess i would probably be a um like counter example to that because i grew up with my little sister and i kind of always wanted to go for luigi because i like the color green yeah so you're you're one of those except that's what i really want to do like a test or something to see what is that average answer to that i'm interested if there's yeah. actual older uh like siblings that prefer luigi mm-hmm so with these Legos, they're really cool and all. I'm I'm a fan of like the aesthetic and you know all the different characters they have and everything. They've always been a little too pricey for I think what you get. The technology is really cool though, and uh, Luigi just looks like another great addition to this. Now, when we're we gonna get Wario and Waluigi? That's my question. I feel like they'll do Wario at some point, but I also feel like they'll do Peach at some point and not Waluigi. <sighs> And by extension, not Daisy, which is upsetting because I feel like Daisy would be really cool. Waluigi needs one. They show him no love. Come on, show my boy love. Do we still think Waluigi will end up being a playable character at the end of the season pass 2 for Smash? Is he a trophy? He's a trophy. Then no. I don't see Yeah, I, I don't think so either. But you never know. 
it's like Alex in Street Fighters in the background of one of the stages, and he became a playable character. That is true. Actually, you're right. That's why I was holding out hope for Tiffany instead of um, Akira from Rival Schools. But alas, Akira is still cool. <laughs> anyway, let's get some good news here. PS3 and Vita stores are not closing. So Sony decided to go ahead and pull one of those Microsoft type moves where it's like, we'll do something that everybody has a backlash to and then reverse it. Like when Microsoft did the price hike for Xbox Live Gold and they're like, no, actually, we're not going to do it. So now actually the PS3 and Vita stores are not closing in <sighs> June or July. Now, here here's the thing. With, with the spike with Xbox, it made sense. Like why people would be upset. Yeah. But with Sony and, and you know PS3 and that, what didn't make sense was it being so soon. That's what I, I feel like. Eventually, it will happen. It happened with uh, original Xbox Live, and then like when they took off the PlayStation 3 and Vita and PSP off the app on your phone mm-hmm. or anything like that. I feel like okay, they're gonna maybe want to like you know start you know shutting down ps3 stuff but i didn't expect it to shut down the complete store i was expecting like servers from certain games to shut down first and it they have been as we talked about last week twisted metal's been shut down forever the uncharted 2 multiplayer and all that last of us i think I, was like what two years yeah. ago a year ago um i i think the thing is that you know i wasn't really shocked that they were going to shut the ps3 store down as disappointing as it is i wasn't shocked I was more shocked that the Vita store was going to get shut down because Mm -hmm. as far as I can tell, there's unreleased games going on to PSN for Vita or so I've read. And also the console is what? It's not even that old. 2013? 2012? Yeah, 2013. Yeah, like it's not that That old. That seems like a little premature. Like PS3, 2006. But Vita? Ah. (laughs) Well, think about 2006 is not even when it really started because they had to really change their whole store in like what, 2012? So the store has kind of been new with the Vita. So the old store is kind of been gone. Like that 2006 PlayStation yeah. store is gone. The one with the like the blocky looking. Yeah, that that's long yeah. gone, but this store has been open only since 2013, 2012. And I still think there's a lot of people that play on PS3 surprisingly. There's still a lot of people that do it. So Well, it's because their games are locked into PS3. Yeah, so either Sony has some type of support for PS5, maybe they can do like ps1 and 2 games i don't know like i said 3 is such an iffy game i'm in the whole i'm on the boat where at this point don't release support for it just re-release it as a ps4 game like definitive edition and honestly maybe we can see this as an argument for ps now but the problem with ps3 games on ps now is that you do have to stream them and not everybody has a great internet connection to stream a game at good quality and good frame rate yeah you know low input lag so the ability to download is not there on PS Now for those games. Yeah, that's why I'm happy it's still here, but it, it gives me an incentive to to buy what I originally still needed to buy. There's like a couple yeah. games because there's gonna be a couple games on there that are gonna be gone. Obviously, you pick them up while you can, but yeah, I hope this is a message saying either you're gonna have to keep PS3 support like forever. Obviously, you're gonna have to support it for a long time, or either find a way to support it on ps5 because i don't think ps2 and ps1 are gonna be that hard because they're yeah. already doing like the ps2 and ps1 classics on ps4 store so it's like yeah. they can do it but either support it figure out a way to do it or i'm on like i said i'm entirely on the definitive edition you know put higher quality better frames if it's frame lock yeah. unlock the frames like and all that final fantasy 13 13 2 square enix metagross um. solid 4 <laughs> ps4 definitive edition set or exactly. ps5 like that would i would yeah love that. at this point just do ps5 if you're gonna do it yeah at this point i feel like mass effect trilogy should be like the last thing they try to remaster for for last gen and then they should work on on newer remasters because they already did last of us and then uncharted on yeah ps4 so it's not it's not out of the question that's just what i have to say but uh you know good thing ps3 and vita are same but obviously sadly psp is not yeah. gonna be it's not luckily getting off the hook and it, it did have a good run though because psp came out before the wii did and the wii store closed a while back yeah psp came out i was still like i was in elementary school oh five right yeah that was a long time 
I'm pretty sure I might have been too. Yeah, that's PSP makes PSP makes sense because yeah, the the it way it is still sad, but <sighs> still. modern. See, I've tried to connect my PSP to modern Wi-Fi. It doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. so out of date where I have to like make my router or anything like kind of like freely open like old school router yeah. cell in order for my PC to even connect to the internet. So. I saw it coming a long way, honestly, because it was like, yeah, this is not going to be supported for that long. I remember ad hoc play on the PS3 where you would connect your PSP to the PS3's internet so you could do local co-op online because I needed someone to help me. I couldn't do the triangle mashing part on on Peace Walker. Yeah. You know how there's always a triangle mashing part? And (laughs) I couldn't do it. It was just insane on that game. I was like, what's going on? I'm not usually awful at this. So it's just like ad hoc party was a thing. Because PSP had that ad hoc thing. Mm-hmm. So, I love the PSP. Yeah. I really loved it. Sonic I, had, I still PSP. was awesome. You need to get the battery pack for your PSP. Oh, yeah, that's true. I need to get the battery pack. <laughs> you know who was in Sonic Rivals, though? Who was in Sonic Rivals? Knuckles. Knuckles Chaotic? You know. Exactly. He owns Pumpkin Hill Zone. And speaking of spooky things, guess what else happened in the past week? Is this the Resident Evil demo? This is That's part of it. But they had that whole showcase. Oh, the show. Well, I I only saw, like, the Dead by Daylight stuff, really. What else is there? Well, it's more or less talking points. I I didn't necessarily see a lot of the trailers, too, but some talking points was that Resident Evil 4 is getting VR edition. I was was going to bring that up. (laughs) That you mentioned it. I was like, oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Resident Evil 4. It's going to be in first person. Uh... (laughs) Oh, it is in first person. Now it is a VR game. What the? Yeah. I don't know about that. At this point, uh, what doesn't Resident Evil 4 run on? I'm pretty sure it runs on, like, old school, like, internet, America Online, like, yeah. format. I don't know. It just, it runs probably but on But does Flash it run on Stadia and Luna? It's not, I mean, it plays on probably a Tesla or something. It, it probably plays True. on the Samsung uh, screen fridge or something. <laughs> On the ice, on the ice cube machine. Ice cube machine make ice. Imagine like you have to take down the chainsaw guy by like putting in ice cubes because it's yeah. empty. Throw an ice cube at the fridge to <sighs> to shoot the gun. Got got to put the temperature at a certain at a certain degree. Honestly, I'm more interested in the RE2 RE3 style remake of Resident Evil 4 than I am this VR edition because I need that third person character action, you know. Speaking, I don't know. Uh we'll we'll talk about it later, but I don't know Resident Evil is is that's a whole another can of worms that we're going to have to just I have to say for another episode, but for this one we'll, I know, we'll talk we, about the we, eight. We had an episode on it way back in October, yeah, but there's but still so much There's to still say. so much to talk about. Yeah, there's that's a whole another can of worms, but uh so it being in VR, that's interesting, but I don't know how yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh I don't know if I'd adopt VR to play Resident Evil 4. Dead by Daylight crossover? Yeah, Dead by Daylight crossover. That's Who, who do you think will be the 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 main villain to show up on the dead by daylight roster or are we saying like mr x or something like i feel like that's the liquor mr choice. x um what what's nemesis. it nemesis late was it lady dimitrescu dimitrescu imagine if lady dimitrescu. yeah i don't think it'll be her it would be nuts though um who else would they put g Just g <laughs> i think street fighter from Resident mr Evil. x or nemesis are like your best uh, those are yeah. my best guess. Mr. X feels like the best guess to me because Nemesis feels too large in presence and stature, whereas Mr. X is just a menacing figure, I guess, and that kind of seems like it meshes well with Dead by Daylight. Now, I've never played the game, but it does seem to be that one asymmetrical multiplayer game that stuck, kind of like your Fortnite or Apex leading the Battle Royale genre. Dead by Daylight leads that genre of asymmetrical multiplayer. Yeah. Mercenaries. Mercenaries is a Can big you believe topic it? for you. Yeah. Can you believe it? Now, here's my issue. <laughs> One, it's no secret. First person Resident Evil really doesn't do it for me. And and, and the other big thing is, are there going to be multiple playable characters in this edition of Mercenaries uh, in Village? 
because back in five i was always playing as you know rebecca and six which to me has the best mercenaries mode despite being like the worst re game in my opinion um sherry uh you could play as sherry from resident evil 2 in that game like an older version of sherry i want to know if there's going to be extra characters in this edition of, of mercenaries which looks to be expanded and you can like buy things from the shopkeeper i'm happy it's back but is this like that monkey's paw thing where you wish for it to be back and it comes back but it's not what you want it to be uh i think the only way they can add more characters if 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 the voice actors are willing to just do new voice lines that's because honestly i don't think it's that hard to obviously it's first person they don't need to change that much of the models like they just need a, a male model and then like a female model too then they could just add whichever character that suits that model whatever you know yeah. whatever it is so and maybe get like, like different jill. perks or power ups yeah like they could have a jill model and all this stuff but it'll kind of be the same thing just different uh, accessories on their arms and stuff like that but i don't think they will it's a possibility you don't know or it, it could be one sure, of those sure. silent protagonists you know things yeah it might not even be ethan i didn't think quite pay that. attention to who yeah. was talking in, in the trailer but Again, Ari for me has always been about this third person character goofy nonsense drama that happens. And the 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 seven and eight kind of take that from the series and take its identity in that way. It it does have a lot of personality in other aspects, like the world needs to be realized. As we saw in the maiden demo, it's very detailed. The world itself is very detailed, but the first person itself being a character insert doesn't help with resident evil it makes it to me feel like any old horror game that comes out nowadays the first person thing is very popular um some people like it some people don't i i'm i'm more of a third person character action thing you know me yeah uh i don't know maybe mercenaries well because we played the demo but we're gonna have to talk about that's just for later i'll I'll say that for later yeah i'll save it for later and they do have a netflix show for Resident Evil coming out with, like, zombies attacking the White House. Just wanted to throw that in. And I guess that's not the same as the movie. I think the movie's coming out later this year, too. So there's, like, a show and a movie. And that's that's about it for this RE showcase. I'm actually looking forward to the show and the movie. Mostly because I like the characters that they've chosen to focus on. And the movie, I think, does, like, you know, the main four so they were probably going to do RE1 or 2 story and go from there. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. A couple other little things we got this week. Just a few, but very significant. The first one is huge. The Great Ace Attorney is being localized and coming to Switch and PS4. And I bel- I'm not, don't quote me on Xbox, but it's coming. Physical edition, United States. It's going to be awesome. These are... Ace Attorney games that take place long ago, from as far as I can tell, so they're not Phoenix Wright, but, you know, we were talking about visual novels. Phoenix Wright is one of those quintessential visual novels, like, if you were going to recommend the genre to somebody, that would be the game to do it with. Mm -hmm. And to have the great Ace Attorney coming to the U.S., not only for a Switch, but a physical edition as well, I I felt the tears welling up with this one. (laughs) You know how I feel about these games, you know I'm not sure with yeah like you, reading you gotta text get games. in you gotta be into the it, it, the visual the the Phoenix Wright series is not voice acted so it is a lot of reading but the the depth of the cases the stories the characters you meet is and the music of course is is well worth it um if you have the patience to sit down and you know play through it and it's not for every, the the genre is not for everybody but this is so big. For me, at least, and a lot of other people. It was all over my Twitter feed this morning. I mean, it's nice, but for me, an example is those types of games where I feel like my decision, I'm just like, did I make the... That's what I'm always second-guessing is my decision. That's my main problem. the cool thing about Phoenix Wright is that you... It's not like dialogue choices that you're doing. You just investigate and you present evidence. If you present the wrong evidence, it tells you right away. Whereas something like Disco Elysium which we talked about that I've played just briefly uh-huh. um, so far, your choices will definitely come back to either help or haunt you, depending on luck, one, and the choice you made, two. So hmm. there's definitely a niche here for, for visual novels. 
I, I don't know. I don't I just you know how I feel amazing. about visual novels. <laughs> yeah. Just take solace in the fact that this is nuts, that this is actually coming to the U.S. Finally. <laughs> oh, that is true. Yeah, I, that is pretty cool. Another thing that we often talk about, um, not on the podcast, but I think we brought it up a few times, is Battle for the Grid, that Power Rangers fighting game that's approachable, but expensive, if you want all the content for it. <laughs> it was it was never... It's just the way it looks. I feel like if they made a sequel and they made it look better, I'll be on it. Well, it's definitely not a tri- it's not a triple A title. Yeah, it's not a triple A, but I'm saying it's But it's, it's definitely expensive for, you know, what you're getting. Three yeah. characters was like fifteen dollars. I'm like and this is not a triple A title, but um they are coming out with a complete edition that has the three season passes, the Street Fighter crossover. Um they're gonna put it physical on Switch and PS four, I think. And I think with this, I will be picking that one up because this is a game I've been wanting for a long time just to have, just to toy around with. I'm not, you know me. I, I gave up being professional Street Fighter player a long time ago. <laughs> That's true because I never lost a game of Street Fighter. Oh, me neither. I just gave up on being a professional Street Fighter. No, I, but I never lost no game. Not one game? Not no, one not game. one game. <laughs> haven't lost one. So, <laughs> That's cool. Um, a few other little things. Game of the Year is dropping. Uh, by the time this podcast goes up, the Game of the Year will be out. So I don't want to hear no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Picross S6 is coming out for the Switch. Game of the Year. Like you're saying this is your Game of the Year, or you're just saying it's the Game of the Year version? I'm saying it's the Game of the Year, period. I mean... It always is. It always is. What's coming I mean, out? I think four and five came out last year. I think they were both game of the year. We 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 both agree that at least this, at least what I've come to the conclusion this year is that a lot of things are being you know delayed. I yeah. think this is the year where I'm just gonna pick up a bunch of games I've been wanting to pick up for a while, but just haven't had or seen them or just like I, yeah. As part of this, I've never seen them at the store or I just never seen them on the sale. So if I see a game and I know I've been wanting it for a while, I'm probably gonna pick it up. Obviously, if it's a I, good I can't sale. wait. Hopefully, there's some co-op games in there. I'm itching. Yeah, because I I've noticed I was like it's a lot of stuff being delayed. There's nothing really interesting. So let me just pick up all the stuff I've been wanting to get or try out. And I'm over here like I gotta have Returnal at the end of the <laughs> month. Actually, Returnal coming out like <laughs> next Friday. Oh boy. And Pokemon Snap? Oh, too much. Shin Megami Tensei 3 is coming out next month. It's locked at 30 frames on everything. PC included. Oh, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Um, so 30 frames, how you feel about it? I'm gonna... I'm not gonna say I'm, like, not upset, but if it's a technical thing to where they couldn't, because this is a remaster, not a remake, and you know raising the frame rate would like cause the game to run at like double the speed uh that's fine if it's 30 i mean smte 3 is not something that i guess needs to run at 60 just like i was saying persona 5 royal didn't need to run at 60 and it didn't it ran at 30 but it would have been nice is all i'm saying Mm. all i can say is that nintendo dropped a new trailer for shin megami tensei 3 and it is so hype and it's gotta i don't know if it's because i love the series or because it was a really hype trailer but i was like i'm ready for this i'm this is one of those games i've been waiting to play that were locked on the ps2 era like republic commando i just haven't wanted to play it for as long as that so i don't know i still don't know how i feel about the 60 frame or not being 60 frames yeah that's a bummer that's a bummer i'm surprised we didn't know that from the japanese release of it well that's how that's how much we've been playing the ps5 where we want 60 frames where if this was like two years ago 30 frames would be good that would be like oh that's great yeah and i was gonna get it on ps4 and switch but i might just get it on switch now since it's not gonna be for the frame rate reason yeah and uh sony released special hd uh edition sticker of featuring dante for devil may cry to stick on the front because shin megami tensei 3 is that game featuring dante from devil may cry (laughs) dante from you know dante from street fighter 5 dante from that game we haven't talked about yet but i've been saying we're going to talk about for like four months <laughs> played all three games and it's been like I've it's been played, like two played months all six games <laughs> all six games it's been like two months yeah oh one day one day one day today's not that day we got other games today's is not the day so shin megami tensei 3 gonna be good uh 30 frames or not i'm looking 
extremely forward to that as a fan. And lastly on the news list this week, Konami, uh, you know, famous developer of Contra for Switch, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Super Bomberman R, um, have filed trademarks for these new games called Castlevania and Metal Gear Rising. Castlevania, now that sounds like it would be like a cool, like, gothic horror thing, but Metal Gear Rising, I remember that game. That's my favorite PS3 game. What if, now, the only two things I could see out of this is they're just, or three, they're just renewing it, won't do nothing with it. They're renewing it, and they're going to be re-releasing Metal Gear Rising, the original, on PS4, with maybe a sequel. I want a PS5 port. Yeah, or or complete. I want it at 240 frames per second. 8K, 8K. I I love that game, dude. <laughs> 240 frames. The best you're gonna get is 60, dude. <laughs> hey man, let me live the 240 frames dream. It'll be 240 frames in my heart. The sheep in Street Fighter Five barely hit 10 frames. He's moving more like a seven, seven and a half. <laughs> it barely gets to 10 frames. You think they'll get Metal Gear Rising at? 220 i was gonna say they'll use some of that capcom magic but metal gear rising is konami (laughs) and Mm. i don't know if they have good engine like re engine they do have that fox engine hey konami did get metal gear solid 4 to run at the smoothest 60 on base ps4 or mgs5 that is true so that's what i'm just saying just re-release metal gear solid 4 on ps4 and that's fine yeah but uh them renewing their names i mean it means that they're acknowledging they own it so We'll see what the future has in store for those franchise. Yeah, fam- you know, famous indie developer Konami, who has that um, one game from the Indie Direct. They're they're an up and coming studio. <laughs> up and coming. They published the SNES version in North America of Prince of Persia. They did. They did. They 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 like they were the publisher for it, but Ubisoft owns the rights for that. Yeah, I'm like, look who owns uh, Prince of Persia now. Yeah, Ubisoft. Alrighty, and I got one last thing here, actually, right here on the uh, the old desk. It's a Nintendo Direct rumor. Is it now? It is. And this one's sponsored by Markers on the Map Presents Trial by Energy Drink. Surprise. Mm-hmm. This week's flavor is Ghosts and Grapefruits. For when you want to get hit and lose your armor and run around in your boxers. And boxers would go exactly with this next game but just not the kind you wear. <laughs> it's called Ring of Doom. You want to challenge these demons? Rise to the top. Climb through the ranks. Face your ultimate opponent. But right now, you are weak. Nothing. Useless. Frail. But you have potential. You have the resolve. Go, become a slayer, enter the ring, conquer your foes, bob and weave until it is done. This is Ring of Doom, where the slayer enters the boxing world to challenge demon opponents both old and new. Use the slayer's boxing combo system to dodge and attack with the grace and style only Doom can provide as you go one-on-one against an ever-growing roster of foes, master the Slayer's many moves, and unleash devastating special powers through the use of the Slayer's weaponry when you beat enough demonic essence out of your opposers. Power up with shielding to withstand furious enemy abilities and strike back when they are weak or stunned for maximum damage. Challenge yourself to a grueling showdown in adaptability mode where your opponents will learn and adapt to your strategies, assuring you have to change the Slayer's moves up even in the midst of battle. Face variants like the Green Kako Demon, where the elements themselves come into play and the Slayer must execute special moves to rid himself of an ailment or give himself the upper edge. Take your Slayer online and customize every part of his suit before going into the game's robust online arena where you not only fight for supremacy, but the chance at new impressive looks for your Slayer. Do you have what it takes to become the Gold Slayer, or even what lies beyond? Attack random enemies in the game's randomizer mode where all 50 demonic foes are tossed into a pool, and the Slayer must face five of them in any order, giving an uncertainty to the level of challenge for each opponent. Be on the lookout for special bonuses in this mode, which unlock concept art and music tracks. 
Ring of Doom comes bundled with the Switch's brand new Doom Gloves, a set of two Slayer Gloves that the Joy-Cons go into and interact with, sending HD rumble through the gloves and responding with a new one-to-one -one movement that only the Doom Gloves are capable of. Purchase Challenge DLC where the mighty fighters from ARMS and the trainers from Fitness Boxing take on their new dynamic personas to take their shot at pummeling the Slayer into nothing but dust. Pre-orders include a special appearance by Spawn as one of the game's secret encounters. Bob and weave until it is done when Ring of Doom strikes with a vengeance on the Nintendo Switch. I think I'm down for Ring of Doom. It's been a while since we had a good boxing game on the Switch. I mean, once the last Punch-Out game was on Wii, that was like, what, 2008? Something like that. Been a long time since the last like Punch-Out game, so might as well have... You know, Doom Guy step in the ring. I'm really interested in the Doom Gloves. They say that the movement will be one-to-one, -one, which is harder to do on the Switch because it's um it's not got a sensor bar. So the movement, the motion, the gyro controls are based on, you know, having to reset the pointer in the screen. So one-to-one -one movement sounds really cool. I wonder if it'll have like a little motion bar camera or something that, that, that helps with that. I wonder if they'll have like Doom costumes, like compatibility in the sense of There'll be a compartment in the gloves for cosplayers, and they can just put the Wii controllers in there Ooh, so they can wear yeah, the full costume. Cool. I'm liking the adaptability mode. That's something we don't see a lot of where the opponents will adapt to your strategies mid-battle, making it seem more like you're fighting against an actual human opponent. So there's this adaptability mode. There's an online arena, and of course, incentivized by cosmetics like a gold slayer and whatever lies beyond gold. Maybe there's a platinum slayer. Um, and we've got DLC, Arms Fitness Boxing, and pre-order DLC, Spawn. I know you're down for Spawn. Oh yeah, Spawn, I'm down for that. I'm interested in that now. As a whole, I think Doom, Ring of Doom is going to be one of those really cool Switch exclusives, something that you can't really do on a PS5 or a Series X or a PC. I think it's going to be one of those unique titles that um, we will be playing for years, and I think it, it the, the, the chances of it getting old are, are low. Also... Maybe Knuckles will show up. Maybe. He does have he does have Knuckles to fight with. You know, his his hands with the Knuckles to fight Sega. Ice caps on. <laughs> all I gotta say is if you're gonna, you know, play the Doom game, all I gotta say is watch out for those left hooks. Oh yeah. Definitely watch out for those left hooks. And if the Slayer can take out his weaponry mid-battle, watch out for the shotgun with the hook. <sighs> watch out with the chainsaw. <laughs> watch out for that. <laughs> Alrighty, so we got games this week, but first, I actually wanted to talk about something I was trying to bring up last week but forgot. Uh, the ASCII Wada book came out, the book about Satoru Iwata, the um, former CEO of Nintendo who sadly passed away. I've been reading it. The insight I'm getting from this book is incredible. So it's really just like how he came to work at HAL Laboratory, you know HAL Laboratory, they do Kirby now, and... So, like, it's like they would get together at a computer shop and they would, like, write code on the computers and stuff. And then those people ended up forming HAL Laboratory, working with Nintendo. Cool little stories like that. Um, we get to kind of see how he, like, his mind works, his approach to running a business and all that. And it just shows, like, what a great company Nintendo is. I feel like we've always had that idea where Nintendo seems to be, like, the anti-crunch company they want the workers to be just as happy as the people do um so I, i've just been reading this book i'm about two-thirds of the way through it and it's just really cool i always thought it was cool that me and iwata have the same birthday <laughs> oh that's interesting um, yeah i was always like the man that basically made my childhood with shigeru miyamoto has my birthday i just thought that was pretty cool um one cool thing I read that I wanted to bring up here is that there was a little blurb about how Super Mario World was being made. And, you know, like Yoshi being a dinosaur and everything, and the way he looks, I guess, is a result of them having to work with the limitations of the SNES. And the space that they had to work with, with like Mario writing on something, looked like that space ended up becoming what would be Yoshi. So I guess the... The gist I'm getting is that Yoshi was not created before, like, the sprite for Yoshi was created. Like, 
Yoshi is Yoshi because of the limitations of the SNES, which I thought was, like, pretty cool to learn about. Actually, pretty cool. I really think about... There is... I'm pretty sure Miyamoto confirmed this. There was the idea of having Yoshi even since the beginning. But obviously, the NES is very limited. Um, So, he just had a a rough drawing of... It kind of looked like, honestly, the best way I could describe it. It had, like... It had a, it was just completely different. It had it had the body of an ostrich, but the head was completely like it was just shaped ah. different. I you know you're gonna have to probably find a photo somewhere. I can't really just dis- best way to describe it, but yeah, like even with that mentality of Yoshi was already you know existing in like Miyamoto's head, it wasn't Yoshi's not what it is because of that was the original design. It is because of the limitation of the SNES. Yeah, and they could have like changed the sprite it. limit. Yeah, they could they could have changed it, but they didn't. They were just like, well, we got to keep it consistent. Yeah, it's like if we have this much space, then let's take this space and make it look cute. And look how popular Yoshi is now. Yoshi's one of the most recognizable characters, not just in gaming, but in the world. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this behind-the-scenes stuff that I'm just... I'm so tickled by it. It's it's such a good book. I've been waiting so long for it because um, pre-orders opened up for it like last year. I'm like, I gotta have this book. Um, so, yeah, it's totally video game related because, I mean, Iwata, he's responsible for you know nintendo's success um in the modern day like nintendo ds and all that stuff come on <laughs> 3ds a switch yeah i mean switch was one of the last things he had like a, a helping hand with like the process of developing before he unfortunately passed away which is yeah. super sad and i guess if you i guess the golf game that he worked on in hal laboratory is in the original switch firmware so if you had the original Switch firmware pre-patch, you would have access to a copy of that. So maybe they'll toss it on the uh, the Switch Online at some point. That'd be cool. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Just to have. So that's cool. And now we got a little bit of time for some games. Games. I'll do Soulstorm first. Now, I'm not going to say I don't like Soulstorm because I do. But I'm very impatient lately with the with the amount of like business I've had to take care of and stuff and how busy I've been. So I watched the rest of the cutscenes on like a YouTube stitch of them because I want to see how the story is because I'm really not <laughs> I've got so much on my plate right now I didn't have the patience to go through the slow more methodical pace of playing through the the, the game's level. So I got to sleek barracks before I stopped. I guess the greatest strength of Soulstorm is that the 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 tone and the feeling that you get while playing is really cool. What I don't like is obviously it's Odd World, so the followers are very you know they're pretty dumb. <laughs> so That's they're the not best gonna way like you can really say yeah. It. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna die when you don't want them to die. They're gonna jump into danger when you don't want them to get into danger. And so I think what turned me off from completing it, um, it instead of just watching the cutscenes on, on YouTube, and the story is great, don't get me wrong, was the fact that there is an ending locked behind you making sure to get, like, 80% of the uh, followers to safety. Yeah. And with how many followers I had lost in that game, by the time I saw that there was an ending locked behind Korma, I was like, well, these Safe levels were, like, an hour long. <laughs> Yeah, safe to say you weren't going to do that. Uh, yeah. I still need to give it a shot. It's definitely worth a shot. There's fun to be had with it. Um, I don't like the crafting. This is... I'm hesitant to compare it to Last of Us. I'm really hesitant. But in a way, it's it's the crafting element that I don't like. And I can tell you the crafting and stealth in last of us was what drove me away from playing it despite a great story the crafting and stealth element in Soulstorm is kind of what steers me away from playing it despite the it was fact always that a, I, it was never the crafting in last of us, it was always the controls i never liked the controls for me it was controls but the crafting and stealth was a bigger thing i think uh, I, yeah i, I see because it, i'm I, not a stealth player yeah that's You're true. You're a stealth player for sure. Yeah, that, I guess there's a difference in that. It was always just never the the mechanics. It was always the control, the controller itself, what the buttons do and how they're like laid out. That's what was always my problem with. Yeah, um, controls in Soulstorm are pretty intuitive. Um, it's I, it's a little bad that you. I guess you can't use the D-pad to control Abe. You have to use the stick, but you use the D-pad to issue commands to the followers. 
you use the right stick to aim something you throw it's just the the crafting and the stealth element is a little much for me to it, it's not a game you can play fast i said this last week it's a game yeah. you have to take your time with i feel like that's why honestly i've been between zombie army 4 and sniper elite 4 i've enjoyed sniper elite 4 more in the sense I think of i, I can enjoyed sniper do it elite in 4 more game. too I, feel, I thought you would enjoy zombie more because I feel like no, the I stealth think, aspect. I think we, I think we were less when we played Sniper Elite Four. It was a new kind of co-op experience for the two of us together, where Zombie Army Four feels more like we are just going through the motions. That's not to say it's not great, but we are going through the motions. Yeah. We played this before. I get that. Yeah, I get, I get that feeling too. Yeah, I get it. But. Sniper Elite always kept me on my toes. I feel like at some points I did half the boys with Zombie Army Four. I'm like, okay, I'm a running shit. Autopilot. <laughs> yeah, I was. We we we've been on autopilot with like that. Yeah. It's a pretty good game so far. We we dabbled in another uh, campaign mission the other day, so yeah, um, we will have to finish those. So Soulstorm, great story, gameplay. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll go back and finish it with negative quorma because that's what i'm headed to because i know what the story ends like and it is a great story um pixar quality cutscenes, by the way and Ooh. it's very interesting and, and intriguing so pixar you know what else has a good story i don't know i'm pretty sure you're trying to say a game and i feel like i know what you're gonna say but what, what has a good say? story uh well, in my opinion what has a good story uh red dead redemption but i'm guessing you're gonna say like a dragon I'm going to say Like a Dragon. But you wouldn't be wrong about Red Dead Redemption. It's got a great story. I've been playing more Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm very interested in that game. Dude, the game... Every chance the game can get, it floors me. My jaw is dropped. The plot in this game is like... P5 levels of just insanity happening all the time. Um, But we're not going to talk about the plot. Because that's spoilers, and I want everybody to experience that plot. We're actually going to talk about a few of the side quests and uh, mini games. There is a management mini game in Yakuza Like a Dragon, and maybe you could call it a maxi game because it's certainly not small. You are tasked as Kasugo with running your own company, and running your own company means hiring all the employees training the employees, making sure the employees are taken care of, promoting the employees, buying new properties, um, expanding those properties. And literally, this is all stuff you have to do. Set people at certain stores. Like if somebody's good with like food, you put them at a food store. If somebody, and you just find random people to hire. Sometimes you'll get offers to, to, to join things and sometimes you'll get offers to hire people it's pretty cool but it's very tough <laughs> I don't, the game just is it the best way to describe like a dragon non-main story is it a fever dream like yeah i was uh, gonna say deadly premonition deadly too, premonition but yeah. and also it's like it's a a little more approachable than deadly premonition too deadly premonition but with the budget yeah um i feel like you might it is turn-based but it's such a motion it's such a fluid turn-based to where it's not just like you're sitting there in choosing an attack while you face an enemy no your characters like i said earlier um in an earlier episode they're walking around they're moving around they're picking up things and throwing things the the combat is just one half of the story so you got things like this management game you even go so far as to have shareholder meetings where you take your employees to go up against the shareholders and like blast their questions so that you can take off the shareholders health and you can raise your stock price you know you can raise your stock price in yakuza like a dragon i didn't know that i mean yakuza like a dragon everything just uh, here's my thing i don't mind turn-based combat it just there has to be not a gimmick but it just ha- this it has is to a be modern exciting. very modern like it's like very exciting for me i like combat. the mario luigi series this feels more like RPG. that Yes, it's like a you, you're RPG, pressing like buttons. It. Like you might have a timed button press for triangle, or a timed button press for square, or it's, you have to mash square sometimes. Stuff like that. 
and like you can throw poker chips at people um, with the female characters, or you can throw cards at them, or you can do breakdance moves to attack your foes with the the male characters, and it's just all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I'm very interested in this, regardless if it is turn-based or not. I'm still interested in it. You know what I think it would get you even more interested in it? What would get me more interested? You know Mario Kart? I know of Mario Kart. There's a full-on Mario Kart game in you, this game. You did tell me this. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's called Dragon Kart. And you can, like, upgrade your car. I haven't even delved into it yet, but I, I played, like, the training mission for it. I'm like, this is Mario Kart, legitimately. In, in Yakuza Like a Dragon, there's, like, 12 tracks. But the cool thing is the opponents you face, there's, like, seven of them, I believe. There's, like, a plot. So it's, like, they were introducing the characters and, like, this is the plot. And this is the teams that they're on. And, like... They got a full Mario Kart game inside Yakuza Like a Dragon. Man, see, I forgot about that. Is it more <laughs> like Mario Kart? Is it like Crash? Garfield Kart? It's more like Mario Kart. It's more like Mario Kart? It's not mm-hmm. like Sonic Kart or No, it's Garfield not like Sonic Kart. Kart. I've not played Garfield Kart, but or it's not like Or Nickelodeon Kart Racer. Oh, or Cartoon Network Kart. You know that yeah. one we... <laughs> that, that That's a rumor. You know or, the rumored Cartoon Network Kart? Was it... I think it's all the kart games. Hmm. Hello yeah. Kitty kart. Oh, there is a Hello Kitty. Yeah, I think yeah, it's but out of the main ones. And the fruit one, ones. the fruit one. Oh, there is a fruit. See this now that no, we're gonna we're gonna get it off track. There's too much. All right, too much kart racing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a Mario Kart style game in the game. One thing I also forgot to talk about um, a couple times the Yakuza Like a Dragon is that like Final Fantasy, this game has summons, and I've recently started using them. They're called Pound Mates. They come in through your cell phone. And they're usually, like, some side character that you've encountered. And he's, like, fiercely swiping on a cell phone to bring out these summons. So you summon these characters and they have, like, a really elaborate cutscene. Like, the soup kitchen one. Um, the lady, like, prepares the whole soup. And she's, like, furiously chopping, like, the carrots for the soup. And, like, the soup gives you um, HP and MP. So it helped me with the really insane tough boss fight against some characters that I was very surprised to see. Um, so there's stuff like that. And there's... Of course, Yakuza's famous side quests, such as a quest where you're tasked with picking up figures of a mascot and trying to pick pick them out from the fake ones because the fake ones have a button that's supposed to have like a sound bite, but the batteries are weird. So the fake ones end up exploding. <laughs> mm. So a little bit of fake anime figure thing going on here where the fake ones are actually like lethal oh oh yeah you see i don't know i'm you bought the ps4 version right well it comes with the free ps5 yeah so I, I, the saves don't like, transfer over so there was no reason to start the ps4 version anyway if if i can get the ps5 version obviously like the case for it for a good price i'll pick it up but if i could just get the ps4 with the ps5 upgrade i'll just do that yeah, they actually sent me the Steelbook, and I got it for like thirty-seven bucks on Amazon. At yeah, point. see, that's a I'll good let you deal. know if it goes on sale. It's really. I'm just saying like, that the crayfish in the very front cover, I never noticed it, and that's like the funniest Easter egg I've ever seen. I, I've the not cover. summoned the crayfish yet, but you—he's one of the pound mates that you can summon. I've not summoned him, so I'll be sure to either find his cutscene or record it because right. some good stuff. All right, so Yakuza like a dragon. I am on chapter thirteen. I am close but there is still quite a bit left to go um as far as i can see and of course the side quests that's mm-hmm. uh, it's not a game i'm in any rush to beat because it's so darn enjoyable so i think that says a lot about a game when i'm not <laughs> trying to complete it because something i'm like nope you know what? i'm gonna have yakuza like going at all points because it's so yeah much fun. so we played street fighter it got an update rose i like rose but I mean, she's very technical. you like Rose, but you're not very good with her. No, um, I was never, like, super big with the technical characters. Uh, so, I mean, I I got my butt handed to me with Rose because technical characters are not my forte, and there's a lot of planning you need to do with Rose. Like, that I'm not, I'm not good at those planning-type reactions, um, say, like, with Monad or whatever. Like, But the game continues to be fun to come back to every now and then with uh dlc updates yeah so rose we still need i said still think we need a bit more time with with rose as yeah. a whole uh dan even still with like dan there's still a bit more time yeah. you can do with him i don't think uh, we've unlocked the full potential of dan yet either 
costumes, I think they're pretty great. I think all the new costumes they added are pretty good. I wasn't big. I'm like I'm not. I'm gonna say I'm not big on roses. I think they could have done a little bit more, but they did add like three new costumes from Jury since we last played the um, the gang one, the one with the hat that's really cool, and the nurse one. They are pretty cool costumes. Um, Vega got a new costume, and Seth got a new costume. We're gonna toy around with playing as Rose a little more. Um, I know you've got some fight money stored up for you're waiting to see who the last character is and i'm really eager to see if it's sea viper or knuckles you know knuckles from sonic the hedgehog 3 i only have enough to buy three of them so i'm just like i want to see who's the full roster before i make that decision see you say you have enough to buy three of them that just lends to my theory that it's going to be knuckles from sonic the hedgehog 3 3 uh three so yeah street fighter 5 we'll give it a bit more time a couple more plays most likely yeah Uh, do we talk about resident evil yet oh darn let's do that real quick <laughs> i think we should just give our two cents and then on the second demo we should just make that episode talk about because this one's kind of yeah, short yeah. We can, uh so first did you beat the demo i did beat the demo all right the i did beat the demo too was like 20 minutes for me um yeah. so i even went back in to try it with ray tracing because i turned ray tracing off at first i had ray tracing on the whole time um yeah interesting section of the game that they're trying to do it's mostly I outdoors guess- it was outdoors, and then, but my thing is, I didn't like that it was timed, and I also didn't like that it was a time frame in the real world where you had only from like five p.m. to one a.m. Yeah, so I think we will talk about the content as a whole after the second demo, which is yeah. this Saturday. Um, so we'll talk about the content as a whole. But the weird thing about the RE seven or the RE eight demo is that they um, have an eight hour window where you can play the demo, and you can play the demo for thirty minutes um last week's was the village demo this week's will be the castle demo so they've got different parts of the plot um so it's a little convoluted and i think it merits a little bit of time to talk about content wise on next week's episode when we can do both demos yeah because it's it's only like i said it's only 30 minutes so we've completed them for much shorter time so i think we need both demos to really give a whole yeah but what shocks me before we wrap it up here is that i was reading something about ign's impressions of the first five hours i'm like five hours this game's gonna be longer than five hours resident evil 3 remake was like 45 minutes when you got good at it five hours the first five i mean they have to make it's a full price game they can't just make it less than well resident evil 3 was a full price game no it wasn't resident evil 3 was like a 40 dollar game resident evil 3 was a 60 dollar game oh because of the mp that's why i was like it was i was like oh forgot the multiplayer yeah but so was resident evil 2 and you can beat that in like an hour if you're like a speedrunner like well that's if, half if you're not. first that's if you speedrun it but it's like if you initially yeah. play it even with, with resident evil 3 you could have been that pretty quick yeah so first five hours sounds like a pretty promising length but as for the demo we will yeah. definitely bring talk up. about plot like plot stuff that's another cameras i said i said earlier that's another cameras but i guess at the end of it uh we're time limit on the actual demo and also we're time frame to play it that's something yeah. weird that we'll talk about strategically later strategically chosen to be at night yeah. time uh that's really weird because obviously if you ha- if you work at night you know uh yeah best of luck sucks like that kind of bites but yeah there's way more plots that we can talk about later but as the initial demos i don't know i find the whole time limit just really weird and also the time frame to play it i just find that and, and and for me honestly the first person's still not doing it i'm not gonna lie the first person yeah, that's right i'm, I'm not big on speed. it come on it gave us some of the that, best quotes. that was funny though that was the first thing i thought of when you got into the truck in the demo was Jack Baker right. saying that's right. full speed. <laughs> all right but yeah we'll we'll save that because yeah. we're running out of time here we'll do a little demo talk next week yeah all right so before we go this would be a great time to announce that we will be having a fall guys extravaganza and that episode will premiere on may 7th so, we'll have a special guest for that, and that'll be up on May 7th. And the, please, Media Tonic, Cajun Fries, costume, please. Anyway. What do I want? What do you want? What do I want? What? Oh, I got a couple ideas, but uh, I don't know. Uh, put Prince of Persia on the Super Nintendo online, uh-huh. Switch online. Come on, do it. Yeah, Media Tonic, do it. Do it. <laughs> Discotech, buy the spawn figure. Come I need on, that. Discotech. <laughs> Rescue. All right. 
that about wrap us up for this week then yeah that should wrap everything up all right so as always we want to thank all of our listeners uh you can catch us on apple Podcasts. that's the best place to listen please leave a rating and a review and if you don't like apple podcasts um why not uh, you can also listen on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean website. Please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. I plan to start posting more. <laughs> and um, you can always listen to the podcast uh, through the links we post on there. And, you know, I guess there's not much left to say besides what I've been saying this whole time. Sega, please re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music. And that the real Virtual Fighter 4 evolution was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.